A roadmap gets you to your destination when you don't know where you're going. KLZ's real estate team helps you navigate one of the largest financial transactions of your life, home sales. Welcome to Getting Real About Real Estate with your host, K&R Home Transitions. Realtors Catherine and Robin join forces to guide and direct you through the complicated world of lending and real estate. Now, here are your hosts of Getting Real About Real Estate. Good afternoon, Colorado. And once again, it's K&R Home Transitions, your real estate professionals, bringing you another fun and action-packed show with lots of great information and tips. As always, you can always give us a call with any questions you might have, 720-437-8210. You can also download and listen to our podcast, Getting Real About Real Estate, no G on the getting. Also, you can go to the KLZ website and fill out one of their inquiry forms and that will be passed over to us and we can get back in touch with you. So today, um, Catherine Pickering presenting as usual. I'm going to pass it over to Robin, who's actually going to go from here and take on the whole major role of this show this week. And I'm just going to ask some funny questions in between. Actually, I, I, I think Kat's going to end up taking over the show anyways. What we're going to talk about today is insurance and ways to protect your largest asset, in many cases, your home. And a lot of folks, you know, we talk about mortgage insurance all the time, and that's the premium that you pay when you don't have 20% equity in your home. But there are three other types of insurances that you really want to consider. One of them the bank will require you to get, which is homeowner's insurance. Another one is life insurance. And the final one is umbrella coverage, and that's not going out and getting an umbrella. And I think this is going to be a, a perfect show. I think, you know, Kat was saying, well, Robin will, you know, run the bulk of the show. Actually, I think my bet is it's still going to be Kat because this is not her forte. I grew up in insurance world. And so she is going to be able to ask a lot of the questions that you, the listeners, probably have. So, And I have to say, I'm just going to put my hand up here and be the first one to admit anything to do with insurance. I say to my husband, you can handle that. Because this word insurance, even to me, is a little like, oh, my gosh, this seems so boring. And I just don't understand it. So I don't want to take it on because it would take me too much time. But really, I'm coming around to the mindset. And I'm not a spring chicken. I'm older that, you know, you can't stick your head in the sand. You really need to be responsible and learn these things. Because, you know, if something happened to my husband, I think I'd be like, oh, my gosh, I have no idea what, what all this stuff is and what everything else. And I think that's one of the big major things you have to think about in life and planning and going forward. You really should educate yourself in these. No matter how boring, it's education at the end of the day. And it's something that equips you for things that might happen in life that you maybe otherwise you wouldn't be prepared for but then you would be prepared for them and that you're exactly right and you mentioned you know something were to happen to your husband well another thing is what if you had a fire in the house or what if somebody slipped going down your stairs there are all all of those things are threats to that asset your home and mm -hmm. so that's what we're going to talk about so today or you get clipped by a car i've seen these crazy drivers that go over three lanes and back over and then zooming in and out. It's almost like they're in Mario Speedcart or something or whatever that thing is, that game that my kids yes. used to play. Um, it's like people think that it's like a racing track or something out there on the road sometimes. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know. I don't know how many times somebody's cut right in front of me and I think to myself, wow, they could have knocked the front of my car quite easily. And sometimes they could 
drive into your house. So, <laughs> or into the back um, of your car. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, this I think is going to be a really valuable show. And we have an expert on all three of those insurances, Mike Mizoraka with Country Financial. And Mike, why don't you say hi and just why don't you talk a little bit about, you know, how you got into insurance, how long you've been in it. And um, then we'll start the rapid fire. Okay, thank you. Good afternoon, everybody. Well, several years ago, um, I retired at the ripe old age of 53 and got bored and decided I needed to do something. And Robin actually talked me into going into the insurance industry with a company called MetLife. And uh, it was one of those, you know, I'm not sure that's what I really want to do. And uh, started looking into it, started looking into licensing, and found out that, boy, am I ever missing the boat. There are a lot of things out there that cost penny, pennies on the dollar that I should be looking at, especially for the long-term welfare of myself and my family. So that's kind of how I got started, and I've been doing it now for about 12 years, and I enjoy it tremendously, especially if you can help someone. And, and I will be the first to say he has done some great things helping clients, you know, because I will hear stories and, and things of some of the, the people he is helping and has helped. And um, it's just you're a blessing, Mike. And I have to say something here, actually. I think as, uh, as in popularity uh, has grown, and even in the mortgage industry, people are getting mortgages, you know, you call up that. 1-800 number and you're speaking to some call center on the phone and you're trying to get your mortgage there's a lot of companies out there that do the same as that with insurance and I think the benefit with you Mike is the fact that somebody can meet you face to face they have an actual person a physical being that they can go and talk to about this and call you know if they have any questions or something happens to them they can reach the same person you know all the time to help them with their needs isn't that correct absolutely and most importantly is you can look at the coverage if you do the uh coverage by mail by internet you know you look at prices you look at the coverages but they might not be right for you and the worst thing you can have is a false sense of security in a time of need yeah and cheaper isn't always the best no it's not. <laughs> yeah exactly you've really got to read that fine print to see well is this really covering me am i really covered especially if you're dealing with even i mean sometimes these call centers are out of state they're not even in your state i mean what might be specific to you as well so i'm sure you've had experiences with that talking to people like well they don't they're not even in our state you know yeah even maybe even out of the country too yeah exactly yes. exactly and so, I think the biggest thing is one size does not fit all, just no, like in real no, estate. exactly. I mean, everybody's goals and needs are different and where they think they're going. And you've also, like I said, you've, you've got to have something built in for those unexpected things that might happen. I mean, nobody wants things to happen that are out of the ordinary. Nobody wants to have maybe an unexpected death or, I don't know, and it's something medical that comes up. or no, Nobody wants that. But you, it's the peace of mind just to have it there just in case. Exactly. Yeah. So let's talk about the, the most common that people will think about when they buy a house, and that's homeowner's insurance. So, Mike, why don't you talk about um, homeowner's insurance, what it is, and um, types of coverage, things like that. And don't worry, we will jump in and ask questions. <laughs> okay. Well, most importantly, homeowner's insurance is to protect your largest asset, and that's your home. 
uh, in today's environment, especially with home prices in Colorado, what's happened over the last 10 or 15 years. Uh, the value of homes are skyrocketing. Uh, a lot of people, that's their retirement. That's their nest egg for the future. And you want to make sure that no matter what, that you're properly covered in case there would be a situation where the Boulder County fire, for example, uh, something happens where a gas leak, you know, unfortunately a neighbor's home might catch on fire and burn yours, could be hail, hail, uh, hail, could be hail, could be, um, you know, it could be a tornado. You just don't know. But most importantly, you want to make sure that you have the coverage. Uh, everybody looks for the best price they can get which is fine, but you have to make sure you're not sacrificing coverage and protection just for a few dollars on the low end because, you know, look at the higher end. Uh, there are several homes, many homes up in Boulder County that are a couple hundred thousand dollars underinsured. How and, do you make that up? And that's that's something else that's really important. And, and Mike said something that sort of, um, for, for non-insurance-minded people, price slipped by. But home prices, as your home value goes up, you need to make sure that your homeowner's insurance keeps up with it. And so you want to have a review every other year, every year, I think every other year at a minimum, to make sure that you do have the coverage and then you don't find yourself underinsured. Exactly. Plus, things have, times have changed and, uh, you know, you accumulate more stuff where, you know, over time you get more high-end electronics and, and different clothes and, and just different things, and you want to make sure that you have them covered. So the last thing that would happen is all of a sudden they'd be destroyed or a theft, something would happen, and you would not have the right coverage. So why don't you talk about the pieces? Because in a homeowner's insurance, there are things like your contents and is, is one piece, your structure is a piece, and so talk about the different pieces that are in a homeowner's policy. Well, can I, can I ask a question, actually, quickly? Certainly. I'm just looking at this handout that you've given me, and it's very interesting because I think most people, like people like me, I'm, I'm guessing that I'm sort of pretty well representation of everybody that isn't in the insurance industry out of there. I look at, okay, so how much is my premium going to cost? versus you know what i'm getting you know what i mean that that's the sort of it comes down to that isn't it but there's a little thing here and it says he what helps with your premium cost keeping them lower it says small changes like repairing a broken stoop and replacing an old roof i mean how would the insurance company know if I, my stoop is broken i mean i mean no. I've, I've never had somebody come and look at my house but i mean i'm presuming does that generally mean that or is it just general maintenance of a home just general maintenance for yourself to okay. just to protect you so you know, just like, for example, if you have fire extinguishers in your kitchen, make sure that they're charged. You yeah. know, if all of a sudden there'd be a grease fire or something, you would want to make sure you could get it out as soon as possible. Yeah. These are the things that are just, that they're small that we don't realize. We walk by, we might walk by a, a chip in a stoop, excuse me, and we might never notice it. But all of a sudden, grandma or somebody can come over and slip and fall and trip. And guess what? You have a lawsuit. Yeah. And an old roof, it says. I mean, but what What you mean? I mean, I guess what I'm trying to ascertain on this, I mean, I've been in my house since, what, 2015, and it wasn't a new roof when I came in. I mean, is that now considered an old roof, even though we've, we've never had a, a reason to replace it or is it are you talking about old roofs like the old shake style roofs which are more of a fire hazard yeah may, maybe like the old shake type roofs or if you have a roof that's really old i mean 
you know your home is still relatively new so consequently the you know your roof is in good shape if all of a sudden a roof starts leaking uh, oh yeah, I know, definitely, gutter, definitely gutters leak, yeah. And, and yeah. you know, somebody walking up to the house could slip and fall, or somebody comes in the house and mm. there's a puddle on the floor from the rainstorm, and somebody slips and falls. That kind of stuff just protects you. Yeah, the puddle in my house might be from my new puppy, not yeah. the roof, but you know, <laughs> we're work, the, we're working through that. <laughs> but the other thing too that's important is. Again, with Mike and being face-to-face, you want to develop that relationship. So you get your roof replaced, you call Mike up and say, hey, I got my roof replaced. Does that help my premium? Or I just put an alarm system in. Does that help me? And so there's a lot of things like that that can help drive your price down. The devil's in the details, so to speak. You know, those little things where how close you are to a fire station, you know, things like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. For example, if you have to have a new roof put on, first off, there's a, there's a credit mm. for a new roof. If you happen to, in Colorado, use Class 4, which is hail-resistant, there's an even bigger credit, which uh, usually the just by changing to a Class 4 shingle, the insurance reduction will pay for the difference in the shingles the first two years. And what about people that have solar roofs? How is that affected? Well, it depends, it depends on your solar contract, and that's one of the things I have two clients right now that have just recently put them on, and we're reviewing their contracts, because what happens if hail comes and it destroys the roof? Normally, if it would destroy the solar panels, uh, they're guaranteed by the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. But if it destroys a roof and you have to have all new shingles put on, who's going to pay to take the solar panels off and then reinstall them and set the system back up? Is that something you can get covered by insurance? Yes, you I can. Know. Oh, you can. You can, okay, but you yeah. also have to look at your contract to make sure that maybe there's a clause in there that says the solar company is responsible for that. Yeah, yeah. If there isn't, you're responsible for it. Naturally, your insurance premiums are going to go up. But uh, recently, we've we've heard as much as fifteen hundred dollars a panel to take them down and put them back up. So wow, if, that's so if quite you a lot of money. Twenty panels. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of money. Yeah, that is a lot of money. And actually, uh, also I wanted to ask quickly as well about rental properties. If you have a rental property, um, or even if you're a homeowner in like a townhome with an HOA, where they have, uh, you can get insurance for like your the small things like if there's, um, that helps you pay if there's damage to the roof and they're replacing all the roofs that will help you with that. I've forgotten the name of it, can't you? I'm, I'm, it's like for well, those extra little costs. Well, it's an assessment. They're, they have an assessment. Uh, usually if a roof has to be replaced due to damage and there's a special assessment that gets passed on to the tenants or the, the unit owners, Yeah. yes, there is insurance that you can get that can cover that. That's very, very inexpensive. Yeah, so that's uh, always good for all those folks out there who are in like an HOA situation where they've you know, they might get assessed, have those special assessments, which always sneak up on you when you least expect them. Yes. And at this point in time, recently, some of these special assessments have been as high as twenty five, thirty thousand. dollars uh, Yeah. Yeah. They, they so, can be yeah, very pricey. So, so and that insurance is very low cost for really $20, to cover that. $30 a year. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Sorry, Robin. Let's move so, on to the other so, subject we were talking about. So, again, you know, I, I want to really quickly go over what are the different pieces of the policies and things that get covered and then the different types of policies. Because if you're in a townhome, it's different than if you are in a single family home, which is different than a rental property. 
Exactly. We can start with the your actual home. Uh, the main types of insurance on that are, first off, liability. You want to make sure you have enough liability because if somebody gets hurt on your property, kids are playing baseball and somebody gets hurt, broken arm, something, you have a dog, might bite somebody, you want to make sure that you have the liability coverage uh, to, to make sure that if anything happens, you end up in court, you have representation. Yeah, and I heard also that the you know, insurance companies don't really like trampolines, do they? In your they don't like trampolines unless you have the sides on them. <laughs> yeah. If you have the sides on them, they're, they're pretty good. But if you have a regular trampoline, yeah. swimming pool, anything that doesn't have immediate protection around it, yeah, it, yeah. it can ends get up pricey. costing. Yeah. yeah. The other piece that you're going to have then is replacement cost on your home, and that's a value that's set up by the software that your insurance company uses. And a lot of them are still using older software that does not uh, capture the current cost with, uh, with labor, with material, with uh, the new codes and everything else. So you want to make sure that your replacement coverage on your home is adequate. Most policies will have a percentage of increased, so they can increase. If the costs go up more, they cover like a 20% increase. You know, a $500,000 home would have another $100,000 worth of increase. There are some companies, uh, like our company, that has up to complete replacement, no matter what the cost, uh, which is a really good thing, especially with skyrocketing inflation, insurance costs, or um, material costs and labor costs. Uh, so you can get, if you have a home that's less than 30 years old, you can get up to complete replacement. So no matter what it costs, the insurance company is on the hook for it. Yeah, and that's really important, I think, in today's day and yes. age. I mean, with the basically how the house prices have gone up in the last year. And like you said, the supply chain as well. I mean, Robin and I were out for brunch the other morning, a, a client of ours. He um, works for Maersk, you know, the shipping mm-hmm. line. And before COVID, you know, to ship one of those containers, it was like $2,000 coming over from from China. And um, now the containers, well, it did go up to $12,000 after COVID. He said sometimes some of them are like $20,000 to $24,000. And that's all products that are coming in, which furnish people's homes. So you're absolutely right. The the cost has just skyrocketed. And you hear people waiting a year, year and a half for a new stove. Yeah, yeah. Or furniture is at least six months out, at least, yeah. So some other pieces that are there on the contract is your personal belongings are covered. One of the things that you will want to do there is you'll want to just take your cell phone and go around and take pictures and make some comments on your personal belongings. Uh, there are two ways in which they can be insured. Normally, the insured amount is a percentage of the home value, and you can insure them for complete replacement. So if something happens, somebody comes in, steals a TV, they're going to replace the TV. Or you can have actual cash value, which is less to insure. And if somebody would come in and steal that TV, well, you're going to get what the TV's worth. Like, my TV's probably eight years old. It's probably not worth an awful lot, you mm-hmm. know. But... If you have a lot of newer stuff or you want to make sure that everything you have, which most people have a lot of stuff, if you want to make sure that it's totally protected, you you know, you look at that uh, personal property and what the coverage is there. Many insurance companies will either, even though there's an amount on there, they'll require proof. Um, some insurance companies will give you X amount to start with, and then once you go through the process, as long as there is proof with receipts or something like that, if everything's destroyed in your home, it's going to be pretty hard. So I have a question for you then. So what, how does that relate to jewelry items, for one? And secondly, 
if you have firearms, like maybe you've okay. you know got some firearms in your home or you've inherited firearms and the, or something like that, is that something that has to be individually assessed for a price point or? Yes, you really should for your protection. Uh, companies, insurance companies will go between $2,000, $2,500 per item, per item of jewelry, per, you know, like firearm. Mm-hmm. But you can put riders on them, and they're usually very reasonable. And what they do is they will pull and insure the full amount of, of what that rider amount is. And, you know, you'd have to have proof. Like I have several clients that have very large gun collections and they have all the guns listed all the serial numbers what they're worth mm-hmm. i have one person that has a about a hundred and fifty thousand dollar tennis shoe collection yeah and you know so he's got all the shoes they're all in boxes yeah he's got them all all individually categorized and stuff so yes you can get that so if you have any item any single item over 2000 or 2500 you need to put the riders on it to make sure because if not that's all you're going to get for insurance coverage is that amount interesting that's good to know and so then you have a different general policy for a townhome versus a single family home versus a rental exactly let, let me continue on the homes for just a second there are other pieces on the home insurance that you can take you know, a, a lot of them are included like uh, there's forgery credit card protection uh, mm-hmm. if you have a power outage and you lose food uh, you know a lot of them will give you x amount like country will give you five up to five hundred dollars if you have to replace the food which you'll get at one stake maybe depends <laughs> what kind <laughs> okay um and you have sub pump backup a lot of people will never have a problem with their sub pump so they don't want it i had a client with a home about 10 years old and i went to sell it and they scoped the sewer and the line was collapsed it happened actually from construction and he yeah that doesn't surprise me they put a load of crud down uh, and the vents you know during construction yep and so consequently, he did not have the coverage, and it was $23,000 to replace that sewer line. Mm. And that's, that's on his dime. So, yeah. you know, and the insurance is usually pretty, pretty reasonable. So there are options uh, just to make sure that you have coverage. It's a menu, just, just like everything else. If you want to have the uh, liability yourself, that's fine. If you want the insurance company to take it, that's okay, too. It just there are certain prices. Is there a certain date on a property um, when it's built that you know the is there any restrictions on that sewer line coverage because obviously the older property is going to have the old clay lines that you yeah. know are going to crumble depends upon the individual company but not not normally okay if you have an older home it's probably going to cost more to insure it anyway due to building codes and replacement costs and stuff like that in today's environment mm. Wow, we are running out of time here. We've only got five minutes left. So let's quickly get in. We're going to have to have you on again, Mike, to go through the rest of our stuff because we are talking about everything here and probably questions I'm asking. Hopefully hopefully it's things that other people might be thinking. Well, let's jump real quick and talk about the other two insurances then. So life insurance. This is one that, uh, and we can just talk about the different types, but this is also an important one because... People are like, well, why do I need life insurance if I have a house? Well, it's to pay your mortgage payments because if something were to happen to the breadwinner of the family, the one that makes the payments, who's going to make them? So, Mike, why don't you talk about the different types of 
life insurance you can get. Are you, do you, are you saying, Robin, there's no tree in the backyard with gold coins on it? <laughs> no, but Not mine. You know, we, we could talk a little bit about that because one of the analogies I use is if you had an ATM machine in your garage and every Friday you went to that ATM machine and you were dispensed $5,000, okay? Yeah. Would you insure that ATM machine to make sure that it kept dispensing that money? Of course you would. Yeah. Same thing with life insurance. Most people have a real false sense of security in life insurance. Oh, I have insurance through my employer. Great. Okay, that that's good. But if you happen to change jobs the day you leave that job, your life insurance is gone. As you get older, life insurance, group life insurance with employers gets more expensive than, than if you would have had your own policy. Mm. And we have actual policies. We have permanent insurance. We have term insurance, which uh, goes through a certain term. And we can come on again and talk individually about those policies but you know i'll leave you with this i've never delivered life insurance check that was too large yeah so we'll go to the third one umbrella coverage and that doesn't mean that we protect your umbrellas or the rain you from the rain and the hail that we have in colorado (laughs) umbrella coverage is really good and in today's environment there's a lot of people who do have umbrella coverage but it hasn't kept up with the times example is is over the past 10 15 20 years a million dollars worth of coverage was good now nowadays a million dollars worth of coverage is is really not enough so if you have an umbrella you need to get it uh, reviewed by your insurance agent if you don't have it you need to talk to them because what an umbrella policy does is it takes care of the upside liability over and above what your insurance policy has if you have three hundred thousand with a home it adds another million. If you have 500,000 liability with automobiles, it adds another million or two million or five million, whatever. But it's very inexpensive. And again, you look at it and yeah, so it's an extra couple of hundred bucks a year, something like that. Well, what does it cost if all of a sudden somebody's knocking on your door? Just turn your TV on and look and see all the lawyers that are on the TV wanting your case. Yeah. And we are in a Sue happy state, I have to say. Yes, we are. Sadly, sadly. And uh, there's plenty of people out there that are hoping to earn something off of somebody else's misfortune. Yes. And again, this is this is your livelihood. It's your largest asset. So um, what we wanted to do today was to bring some other areas that maybe keep your asset exposed and talk about ways to protect it. Absolutely, absolutely. And I have to say, you know, this has only tipped a little bit of the iceberg here. We'll definitely have to have you back on mic to talk about some of the others in more in-depth detail. Would love to do that. And Robin and Kat, you have a brochure that you give to your clients or potential clients as far as recording what they have, their assets, yes. and, and their liabilities. I mean, that's something that is just fantastic to start with. It'll really help your clients or anybody who's looking know exactly where they are. Yeah, thanks for that, Mike. Yeah, good good, good uh, remembrance of that. We have many items that we give out to people free of charge, of course. And uh, yeah, if anybody wants one of those brochures, definitely reach out to us. We'd be happy to help. We'll put, pop one in the mail to you. It's um, called The Record. The Record, yeah. So um, I'm just going to run over our telephone number again, 720-437-8210. 
720-437-8210. As always, you can re-listen to the show on the podcast, Getting Real About Real Estate, or go on the KLZ website and fill out an inquiry form there. So I'm going to wrap it up here. K&R, your real estate professionals. Um, Catherine signing out today and everybody else have a great and wonderful new week. I'm going to pass it over to Robin and Mike to say their farewells. Bye, everybody. Take care. Have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening to Getting Real About Real Estate with your host, K&R Home Transitions. To learn more about anything you heard today and to get in touch with the hosts, call 720-437-8210 or visit klzradio.com slash real estate. And join us every week at this time for Getting Real About Real Estate right here on 560 KLZ. Catherine Pickering and Robin Lewis Oglesby, K&R Home Transitions. Powered by Worth Clark Realty.